0: Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In Matthew 16:24, Jesus explains to his disciples that discipleship is costly. He says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. The big idea that Christ was communicating here was that in order for someone to truly follow Him, things must become radically different. People cannot expect to be the same nor go about life any old way and still be genuine followers of Christ. Our Lord says that for anyone who desires to follow Him, they must do three things. Number one, deny himself. 2. Take up his cross, and 3. Follow Jesus. I'd like to focus on the first part of this sequence that a man must first deny himself or pursue self denial. What does this mean exactly? In this episode, I will expound upon what self denial means. Subsequently, when I elucidate this biblical concept, the explanation put forward may differ tremendously from what some people have understood it to mean. In other words, self-denial is not what you think. One, self-denial without God's glory in mind is not true self-denial. Some may presume that self-denial means simply making room for others or minimizing the self. They may presume that self-denial simply means self-sacrifice. Now don't get me wrong, there are many instances where making room for others or self-sacrifice is the godly thing to do. What I'm saying is that denying oneself for the sake of denying oneself is not biblical. Neither is denying oneself for the sake of others. With either of these two dangerous intents, a person can be tricked into walking down a path of selfishness, individual merit, and false humility. For example, you can deny yourself food just to prove to yourself that you have that much self-discipline. You can deny yourself comfort and ease and give all your possessions to the poor just to grow your standing with the world and gain social capital. The end result is an inflated ego dressed up by civic virtue. In both of these examples, God is notoriously absent and the self-denial is polluted so that something seemingly virtuous is actually spiritually grotesque. After all, when you think about it, if they so desired, any human being can deny themselves anything for any reason. What makes the self-denial godly is that a person does it in order to follow Christ. Hence, self-denial is not what you think. It's never self-denial in reference to the self or in reference to others. It is not true self-denial unless it's self-denial in reference to God in that it seeks. His glory. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 16:24. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What Jesus makes crystal clear here is that the end result of self-denial is following him. It's a self-denial so that a person can follow Jesus. The reason why he denies himself is for discipleship. He does not deny himself and then follow someone else. He denies himself in order to follow the path that Christ already charted. Any good work done for any reason other than God's glory is not good and is in fact a form of idolatry. 2. Be mindful that self-denial may actually lead to spiritual pride. Sanctification refers to the step-by-step incremental process that begins the moment we are saved and continues throughout the entire duration of a person's life. Sanctification basically means becoming more like Christ. Sanctification is a major reason why a person who has faithfully walked with the Lord for 30 years is demonstrably more godly than someone who has been saved for 30 days. In sanctification, as our hearts are transformed, we acquire augmented desires for holiness and to be more like Jesus. Examples of things a sanctified person desires to do are obey the Lord's commandments, fast, and pray. But here's an important point not to miss. Godly self-denial is a type of good work. Generally speaking, good works are not good when we intend for them to be good. Rather, they are good when they are done in sincere faith. This helps to explain why so many well-intended efforts at sanctification can become sinful. One example of such efforts is self-denial. Self-denial done with the improper intent may actually lead to spiritual pride. How does it do that? If a person sets his mind to be holier, solely to become a holier person with a holier status, his object is not God, but himself. Now, the person can look at himself and say, look at what I have done. He can look at others and say, look at what I can do and you cannot. The result is religious pride, Christian elitism, and Phariseeism. This point is not to be overlooked because there is only one group in the New Testament that Jesus repeatedly rebuked. That group was the scribes and the Pharisees. One means by which a Pharisee becomes a Pharisee is by self-denying for the sake of self. It's doing things with me in mind and not God. In other words, it's false sanctification. Real sanctification humbles a person and actually casts out the self. 3. Self-denial does not mean selflessness. Again, in Matthew 16.24, Jesus says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The first thing Jesus says here is, If anyone wishes to come after me. This means, before anyone even begins to pursue self-denial, they must have a wish or an inward desire to follow Jesus. Self-denial, then, would not seek to remove or suppress that wish because that yearning is what compels a person to follow Christ in the first place. In this sense, self-denial does not mean selflessness because the self is who desires Christ and the self does not deny his own desire for the Lord. Furthermore, Jesus says that the person who practices self-denial must also take up his cross. This is a voluntary, self-initiated crucifixion where a person begins to cast away all of those roadblocks that prevent walking in a path of discipleship. Christ does not take up our cross for us. Rather, He calls us to take up our own cross. This act is not selfless at all, but intimately involves the self. Taking up one's cross can mean fighting to conquer sin, separating oneself from the world, or sacrificing time for holiness and serving God's people as opposed to pleasure. Self-denial does not mean selflessness. This fits in neatly with the rest of the canon of Scripture. Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love God. He said the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. Clearly then, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you must first love yourself, which is not selfless at all. Christ was not inviting people to exalt the person in the mirror. Rather, he was nudging us to realize that in God's eyes, all of his children are adopted sons and daughters that are bearers of his image. We therefore ought not to deny ourselves by never thinking of ourselves or believing that we are worthless. We never deny our distinct personalities or the special gifts, talents, and resources God has given us. We simply deny using all of those things for our glory, but utilize the self to glorify God. No one ever has to deny who God has called them to be. They must simply remember that without God, they are but dust. Self-denial does not mean selflessness because without the self, there would be one less person to glorify God. Isaiah 43.7 tells us that God made billions of selves. All around the world for his glory. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.